I just woke up from a nap, so I'm here, but my reflexes are a little post-nap. Ah, well, in any case, welcome to Social Distance Warrior. This is a podcast that has a plural title that I forgot to say the last letter of. Um, My name is Tom, and I'm not an expert about any of the topics about which this podcast is, which are the pandemic and related topics. I'm very much out of order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My name is Rat, and I'm also not an expert on the COVID pandemic, but I don't know, maybe we can use this as an opportunity to build some social distance warrior lore. <laughs> Who is the social distance warrior? Mm. Who are they? Where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they come from? Cotton Eye <laughs> Joe. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, when we needed him most, he vanished. I don't. I don't have any. Um, yeah, I don't have any lore bits about the alleged social distance wire. I think he's more of a concept that lives inside us all, or she, they. You know, any any pronouns. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up? How how you doing? Um, I'm doing good. Um, I am doing good on this very subtly slipping in the date, October sixth, twenty twenty one, seven oh seven p.m. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Yeah, what what have you been up to recently? I did um when um I went apple picking a few weeks ago, I did also buy one pumpkin and that single pumpkin is the only Halloween decoration I have put out in front of the house, but it is the only Halloween decoration that is um on our block that there is. So I feel like I feel prepared. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any Halloween decorations, and in fact, I never do. I don't tend to decorate Mm -hmm. for Halloween or any holiday, really. But Halloween particularly, I'm just, I'm not a fan of. Mm -hmm. It's not that I actively dislike it. It just doesn't do anything for me. I don't really know what the vibe of the neighborhood will be, but probably the most I will be doing this year is, like, giving out candy if people are trick-or-treating. I don't know. Last year on Halloween... My downstairs neighbor. So I live in an apartment building in an apartment complex, and all of the units have little porches. So mine is kind of more of a balcony because it's in a lofted up porch. Mm-hmm. But the people on the first floor, whose porch is more like right in your face as you're coming into the building, last year they went all out decorating and they had a life sized skeleton, plastic skeleton. Um, that they put out. And then they just never took the skeleton away. Mm-hmm. And by Christmas, they had just put like a Santa hat and a Santa suit on the skeleton. Okay. And then shortly after Christmas, they took the Santa hat and the Santa suit off and put instead a t-shirt on the skeleton that said, I'm going to be a big brother. And eventually the skeleton came down. But now the skeleton is back and the skeleton is still wearing the I'm going to be a big brother. <laughs> Shirt. So the skeleton is still going to be a big brother. Isn't one yet, but is going to be. How hopeful. That that also reminds me of a decoration in my workplace break room. The institution I'm at, they do not like us to talk a lot about the work we do in case it will reflect Hmm. on the institution. But I am going to paint a word picture of this particular decoration that I believe was put up for Halloween. It's hard. We have a high turnover. It's hard to sort of get the history, but there is a like mobile bat hanging from the ceiling, you know, like a Halloween decoration that you could put up for reasonable reasons to celebrate Halloween. But that's not all that is on the bat. There are two plastic babies, like parts of of baby doll on the bat two of them riding the bat 
and nobody says anything about this. Currently, there are other decorations. Like, I can't express, now that it's Halloween and the break room is also decorated, it it feels normal. But when I started at this job in July, there were none of those Halloween decorations. There was simply the bat with the two babies riding on it. Hmm. And that was all the context I had. And really all that I still have. What more do you need? I don't know. Is it Halloween? Is it Halloween? Okay. You just said that it was. It's it's this <laughs> It's the time where uh if you are a grocery store or place to go shopping, it's Halloween for you. Mm. And it's October and it's fall. So True. I'll I'll stand by what I said. It's <laughs> it's the Halloween season. It's Halloween enough. It's Halloween enough. Well, that is that is exciting. A bat with babies. What'll yeah. they think of next? Does your does your workplace like decorate or do like I don't you know, like office culture things where it's like there my workplace is also like we should have a Halloween potluck and everybody bring in something that is a food, but make sure it's spooky. Mm, not really. Does your workplace do that? I mean, most of us are not in the office five days a week. Um, I'm still only in the office two days a week. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I mean, in, in the past, prior to the pandemic, there were decorations for holidays occasionally, but not like a lot of them. And I don't know if like my department specifically does it because, I don't know, I feel like the office culture where I currently work is a lot more conservative, not like in the political sense, but conservative in the like temperamental sense mm. of being like a little stuffier and more businessy than the place where I worked previously, mm. which uh, the place where I worked previously had at various points a fun committee <laughs> and, and I was a member of it. And we, uh, our job was to promote, I guess, just the idea of fun through fun activities and outings and um, decorations and things like that. But um, yeah, the office where I work now is a lot less fun forward. Sad. It's a little sad. Honestly, like I don't go in for holiday decorations all that much. It's just not it's just not something that I want to do, nor is it something that I feel like I need to have around me. They don't bother me. I'm not like resentful of them. They just are like a non-issue to me. I just don't care. Yeah. I think something I am trying to reckon with about myself as a person is it's fine. I mean, obviously it's fine to to be more than one kind of thing but I would consider myself like I'm not the kind of person who enjoys um other friendly work acquaintances I don't want to talk to them but I think actually I do like having work acquaintances and I do like to talk to them and I'm reckon I'm reckoning with that Mm. I think it makes my day better um to be in a job where I have um like certain kinds of like small talk that is facilitated interactions with other human beings. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like that's that's a shift that I think I went through yeah. a while ago. I mean, uh, my previous place of employment was the college where I went. And I started working in that office at the college back in 2007 when I was 19 years mm-hmm. old. And I continued working in that place until 2019 when I was... I don't know, what, 30 years old? Well, Yeah. And so a, a lot of the people who had worked there when I first started, like th- there was a lot of turnover in that office, but there were still like a few people that I had known for my entire adult life and also some people that I had known for a good like three or four years that I had become 
quite friendly with. And I don't know, it's good to have people like that around. But um, as part of your uh, (laughs) self-discovery of forming positive social relationships in your coworkers, um, have you also found yourself forging negative relationships? Yes. (laughs) That is what I can say, yes. Good, good. I think that's healthy too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm, I'm also, so this week was big for me as well um because i got to transfer back and or to the cage wash position which i had not originally intended to be doing as my job i had been intending to do animal care Mm. but i quickly learned that taking care of animals is fine but the way they have this job set up it was just very bad for my brain to do that job every day um and so i've been doing it and my supervisor had said like it's okay you just were short-staffed you just gotta make it to this date in september and then it didn't happen Mm. and then you've just gotta make it to this date (laughs) in october and then it happened and so then this week i'm actually doing cage wash again and it is so much better like this job itself may not be my forever job but i feel like so much better um about like when i come out of the job for some reason like the way cage wash the day is structured i'm able to like have pleasant conversations with people and sort of able to just feel a little more connected with my coworkers, even if I'm like, do not love every single one of them versus like, truly, I was feeling like a rat in a box hmm. at the um, animal care technician position, just like in the ways people interacted with me and the ways I interacted with them. It's like, was very hard to kind of forge those, like, you're doing so many things, why are you going to like stop and say hello to someone? You have so many things to do. Mm. And as I am learning about myself, I guess I like to, you know, stop and say hello and ask how people's days are doing and have a little like exchange and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. For me, it's, it's, it can be sometimes difficult to strike a balance yeah. of where to come down on that. But um, I don't know. It's also been very difficult in the past, like in the past 18 months or whatever, however long it's been, who's counting anymore? of the pandemic where people's social engagements with one another have been very different. Yeah. You know, there was a period of time where it was almost exclusively online. And now, you know, many of us are back in the uh, physical spaces in various capacities, but not everyone is back to the way everything once was. And one way I'm seeing that manifest actually is, so I am in my last semester of grad school Mm -hmm. and I am taking an in-person class which is the first time I've done that since before the pandemic. And in my opinion, why do we do this? <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's dumb. Like, we could be doing this from our homes. But in any case, one of, the, one of the things I've noticed, and I don't know if this is a post-pandemic thing or if it's just something about my classmates, but in this class of 35 people, there's like a level of constant chatter, like while the teacher is talking. Hmm. Like, all of these students are constantly, not all of them, but there's always like a low level of murmur of like conversations going on during the lecture. And I'm a little bit like gobsmacked by that. I'm like, I don't think this is the way things have always been in schools, (laughs) is it? Like, I get that when you're in like 
middle school or high school, then there's probably like, depending on the personality of your school and the teacher and the people involved, like it, you can have different levels of like teacher control over the classroom. But mm-hmm. my assumption is that like for people who are adults in their mid twenties, at least everyone is supposed to like, all right, we all, we're all here for, for school. Um, and we're going to chit chat until it's time for the lecture. And then we sit down and we goof off on our phones or on our iPads or laptops <laughs> or whatever. Um, but we don't like brazenly engage in conversations with one another while the teacher's talking. But yeah. We do. Well, apparently we do. Huh. And are you thinking like one possible like reason of this is like people are small talk starved in, in your class and they're just like soaking it in? Yeah, that's kind of like my idle musing as to why this might be. Um, yeah, maybe you should bring it up in, as as a conversation starter in your class. Oh no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to challenge yeah, people would, on their behavior. <laughs> then, then you then you wouldn't be an impartial um, research observer. Then you you you've affected the experiment. Yeah, no, I I, I wouldn't want to taint the <laughs> data in that way. One of my uh, classmates turned to me during this class that I had uh, yesterday and this was like while the teacher's talking and like presenting the material and talking about like this that or the other topic and she just turns to me and she's like hey Tom do you know what the blockchain is do you know anything about the blockchain <laughs> I'm like what a what a question and my response was I kind of know what it is but I don't really know anything about it or how it works mm-hmm. or like why it works and she's like oh okay but I was like this person tried to initiate a conversation with me about like a complicated techno social aspect of life in 2021 <laughs> and I'm like what are you what are you what are you doing here um, and then we're, this 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 course takes place in a computer lab so everyone has at minimum one computer in front of them many of us have more than one computer because we also have our phones and or laptops and or tablets um, but she just spent the next like 15 minutes like googling stuff about cryptocurrency and blockchain and um, Bitcoin and whatnot Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I was just speaking to my mother, who is a um, middle school teacher, and she has this problem with her middle school students, where they'll just do, like do their own thing during class. But uh, yeah, I just don't don't expect it from adults. Yeah, for a while I thought I was going to be like a middle or high school teacher, and so I thought a lot about like teaching <laughs> the way we do it, like what kind of teacher I would want to be. And I don't know, there were times, I guess now it could be considered early pandemic phase (laughs) of COVID, like, I was going to say a year, I don't want to say a year, last year when I was taking like college courses or Mm. like earlier, there was a sense of like, we're gonna, or at least my specific professors were like, we're teaching not quite a hundred percent regular this semester we're teaching with the understanding and like goal of everybody's probably got something in their home or life that is more important than this class and we can have a good time in this class but I don't know that sense of like class is a time where we have to follow these specific like order and rule and hierarchy conventions that's what's most important wasn't really there it was more there was a clear you know like this is a class there are you know rules of discussion we are following but less of the like this is a class and that means that 
you definitely have to do this homework and you de- like you definitely I, I don't know how to describe it like what is most important in the class was not like that we are following the class rules there was a lot of wiggle room mm. and now I'm not taking classes but just generally the sense I'm getting from like schools and and things is that that wiggle room we're pretending that <laughs> No, you're in class, so you behave the way you should be behaving in a class versus, like, was that ever a a reasonable thing to expect of the way, like, we ask elementary and middle and high school students to, like, really internalize? You have no autonomy. (laughs) You can't leave to use the bathroom or, like, you can't have any human wants or needs unless you like clear it first with a teacher. Mm. Sorry, that was a little, that was a little rant (laughs) about. teaching um but like i said i had been i have all these thoughts about teaching that because i did something else right now (laughs) with my life um i don't ever put into practice Hmm. yeah yeah it's it's very strange how this is just one area of of many where it seems like we're just trying to reassert the pre-pandemic norms as though nothing has changed and we've learned nothing from the experience of conducting ourselves in these different ways like over over zoom or or, or other, you know, non-in-person modalities, as they call them. Mm-hmm. You know, call them modalities. You heard that term? Um, yes. <laughs> it's a fun term. <laughs> Me answering with the same careful uh, <laughs> way you answered the question of "Have you heard of blockchains?" Mm. Yes. Yeah. You, have you heard of these modalities? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna be opening a bottle of Gatorade. Because I am dehydrated, oh. um, I hope that is okay. Are you feeling well? I'm feeling. I'm feeling well. My job is like pretty physical, and often I am not drinking enough during the day. Mm. But during the evenings, I am drinking cool blue flavored Gatorade. It's blue. Nice. And it's Gatorade. It's blue, and it's Gatorade. They should use that. Yeah, this really for me has been a year of um, discovering. Gatorade and or like sport drinks in general. I used to be I used to be like purely a like a juice guy, but mm. <laughs> and before that like purely a like I guess if I'm thirsty I should be drinking water only <laughs> because it's good for my body even though it doesn't always taste good alone. Yeah, I have become a Powerade person. Whoa. <laughs> Not Gatorade. Um specifically Powerade Zero, the sugar-free version, because I don't like the tastes of sugary liquids. Okay, we need to talk about this. I have on my desk in front of me a Gatorade Zero that is on my desk because a vending machine like lied to me and said it was regular Gatorade and then gave me a Gatorade Zero. What what appeals to you about this flavor? Well, what flavor Gatorade Zero is it? Uh glacier cherry oh yeah that's one that i have uh quite often because sometimes <laughs> um some stores just don't carry very many power options so gatorade zero glacier cherry is one that i will sometimes pick up wow. i mean i don't it's it i don't like sugary drinks so the the sugarless taste of it is better to me it's it kind of has like a pleasantly like it's, it's not a strong flavor but it's uh i don't know it's a it's a good weak flavor <laughs> Are are you not not are you not fond of it? I'm drinking it right now, and I think I over like I made it worse in my head than it actually is. I guess it's all right. <laughs> it's just not. It's not the Gatorade. The Gatorade experience I, I come to Gatorade for. It just feels lack like it's lacking something. In New England, we have something called Cumberland Farms, 
And Cumberland Farms is like our local equivalent of what I believe in other places is like a Wawa or a Sheets or one of those convenience store type places. Mm -hmm. Um, And Cumberland Farms has a promotion running right now and has for the past five years maybe (laughs) um, where you get two for one Gatorade. Uh, No, not Gatorade. Sorry, not Gatorade. Specifically not Gatorade. Two for one Powerades. So during a period where I was trying to kick my diet soda habit, I would get a grape flavored Powerade Zero and a white cherry flavored Powerade Zero. Um, And the white cherry was the inferior flavor. The grape was better. But I couldn't just get two grapes because I wanted some variety in my life. (laughs) And that has been the life I've been living during the pandemic. I'll go out and get two two Powerades. However, there's been a recent development in this. Oh, no. Which is that they have started stocking another Powerade Zero flavor, which is Fruit Punch. Mm-hmm. Which is not quite as good as great as grape in my opinion, but it is far better to the white cherry. So it has supplanted white cherry as my red powerade of choice. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> there's no there's no like moral of the story. It's just that's just my powerade habits. Yeah, no, it's good to have a routine. It's good to have some small constant, I feel like. Even, you know, to cling to, mm. even if it is something as something as small as a uh, two-for-one powery. Yeah. The um, Pennsylvania equivalent convenience store are Get-Go's. Get-Go's. Yeah, it's, it's Get-Go's. Nice. Did I have more to say about Powerade? No. (laughs) (laughs) Search inside yourself. I developed my Powerade habit. Actually, I do have more to say about Powerade. I developed my Powerade habit while I was trying to kick diet soda, but I'm back on the diet soda. So Yeah, well. (laughs) So now I have two habits. (laughs) You just added. Yeah. Um, The only other thing I will say about Gatorade is apparently a lot of other people are drinking Gatorade um, at the grocery store. Well, and also combined with general, like... Have you heard everything with, like, supplying food and other things are having problems? Mm. Um, Because there's just often the sport drink shelf on a grocery store. It just, it always looks like a team of, like, very thirsty young little league sport players have just like torn through that aisle and that is that is like not how it always was and not how it could be um but the pickings are just always like very random what is left and what flavors are there and especially like trying to buy like a six pack of Gatorade it's hard to find good Mm. flavors that may be regional because I don't think that's the case here oh god y'all are so (laughs) you don't even know how good you have it well we have troubles keeping diet Dr. Pepper stocked which is a problem for me Mm -hmm. so right now I'm drinking Dr. Pepper zero Mm -hmm. yeah anyhow do we want to talk about action items we could talk about action items um I believe there was only one last week I believe I've proposed it and I know I didn't do it (laughs) but we can talk about it yeah, I um I also didn't do it, although I agreed to do it, which was to look into organizations that um, provide aid or other things to uh, people in prison. Yeah, I mostly suggested it again as like a this is something I've been thinking about. I would like to do. Let's put it out there, and maybe I'll do it. Um, but just generally, the past sort of couple years or so, kind of seeing the way with different eyes the way especially america like thinks about crime and policing and 
our prisons, you know, like the line is that, ah, people are in prison and either it's like to punish them or rehabilitate them or keep you, the public, safe. And that's just really not the case in a lot of ways. And Mm. especially during the pandemic, um, sort of seeing like there were many opportunities for and and there still are hey joe biden if you're listening like many opportunities for like prisons which are institutions where a lot of people are congregated to like let people out of prison and and be safer that way but like it is so incompatible with the way like our society thinks of like crime and like the idea of let prisoners out of prison even though like it would be a net good it's just like people are are in prison and suffering and are human and a lot of places sort of using the pandemic as well to like do weird technology things like if you are out of prison but you're like under house arrest you have to like do often like these really funky like electronic monitoring devices that Mm. often malfunction and are very easy to like say oh you left your zone and you're in violation of like your house arrest orders or places like charging a lot for telephone conversations or video call conversations because in-person visits were being um cut back on and it's just like (laughs) i i want to do something in in a way to like at least know more um and yeah i i think also like feeling like people who are in prison are a part of like my community in a way that like because no one talks about it and or you know like there are specific ways we talk about like people who are in jail you don't think about that but no it's almost designed that way it's almost designed to make it feel like a removal from the community yeah my hometown like uh, where i lived before pittsburgh was like right next to basically a juvenile detention center and an adult detention center but it was like they were right there like but the interactions were so cut off from everything else about the neighborhood Mm. so yeah that's (laughs) Just something I've been thinking about. Mm. You know, a few minutes ago, you alluded to the notion that Joe Biden might be listening to our show. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, I wonder what he thinks about all the Homestuck talk. And yeah. Yeah. To be real, I I don't think I think very highly of Joe Biden's opinions on Homestuck. I don't really want to hear him. I don't think, is he even mentioned? I know I know Barack Obama does make appearances in big ways and small ways in Homestuck and its extended canons. Does Biden? I don't happen to know. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a search thing on the Homestuck website, so let me type in. <laughs> we could, Biden. We could easily find out. We couldn't find anything matching Biden. <laughs> wow. But I didn't search with, like, troll speak. <laughs> <laughs> Every, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, do you have any suggested action items for the, the coming period? This is, yes, take a nap. Hmm. This is the action item. I, I know I'll be able to do it. And I think also... It could be good for, God, people People have also big opinions on taking naps, and some people really ha- seem to have bad naps. I have good naps. <laughs> even, even when I wake up and I feel terrible, I have good naps. Take a nap. I need That's to break my I'll nap say. habit. I don't know if I can do this no, one. I need to nap Tom. less, honestly. <laughs> it's the action item. <laughs> well, you know, I have a habit of napping 
usually once per day, sometimes more than once per day. Mm -hmm. Um, And it worked very well for my always at home lifestyle. It doesn't work as well now that I have to be out in the world. So I, I don't know. I, I, okay. But, you know, I think I can be pretty sure that between now and the next time we record, I will probably take at least one nap. Okay. You don't want to really put a paradox out there and say, do not take a nap as, as our second action item? No, because I have a different action item I want to propose. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> and like I've done before, I think this is an action item, which is a podcast that I want to make people listen to. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is a podcast called Mission to Zix. Have you heard of this podcast? Uh, no. Okay. I don't even know how to spell Zix. So the first word is spelled mission, like the word mission. The second word is to, the word T-O. And Zix is Z-Y-X-X. And this is a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. It's an improvised comedy show, somewhat like, I mean, a podcast that more people are familiar with, I think, is Hello from the Magic Tavern. Have you ever heard of that one? Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. This is somewhat similar to that, where basically it's an ongoing serialized narrative of like an epic space adventure that draws inspiration from Star Trek and Star Wars and other sci-fi stuff, but mainly those two things. And it is done by a bunch of improv comedians. And because I listen to n- numerous podcasts on the Max Fun Network, I have heard ads for it for mm-hmm. years, but I never bothered to listen to it because I tend not to be into sci-fi comedy stuff all that much because I have such a, I don't know, I'm very into sci-fi and I'm very into comedy. So I, I tend to like the intersection of those often, like I have high standards. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to bother with this because it's probably not good. Um, but I listened to it recently and it's great. It's in fact, I think it's one of the funniest podcasts there is. So I have been binge listening from season one up through season five which is the current season and that will also be its final season. And it has mm-hmm. been a wonderful time and I love it a lot. Nice. Well, according to the Maximum Fun website, they do recommend, if you're new to Mission to Zix, they recommend starting at episode one. I, I agree. Um, confirmed. Is there also like, I don't know, a pati- particular episode so far or, or something that you want to highlight about the show? Uh, yes, there was a musical episode a couple weeks ago. Yes, all right. <laughs> which I I think it's, a, a lot of the episodes are relatively self-contained. Um, so this episode, season five, episode seven, which is called A Little Ditty About Jack and Cheyenne. The sort of setup here is that one of the members of the crew goes out on a solo mission to a planet where he discovers a race of people that can only communicate through song. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the crew are like, why is this guy going on solo missions? He's not supposed to go on solo missions. So there's some tension. There's some music. There's some comedy. There's lots of laughs. Nice. I think that's that's about it, unless you have anything further to add to the record. No. In that case, I think we're going to end this episode the same way we end pretty much all of our episodes, which is by telling you to stay distant. And to go the distance. I'm looking at a man He's got no hands He's looking at me like he wants me to sing him a song So I'm singing him a song I hope it won't be too long Before this man says Not a bad job on that song <laughs> He's like a child. He writes I, songs like a child. Okay, well, I just, I just don't know that I've done You're a lot of it before. Like a child, a little starling.